Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Please consider supporting Black Women United YEG for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. You can learn more about them at bwunited.ca. They are always looking for donations and volunteers. So please, again, support Black Women United YEG for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. Again, that website is bwunited.ca. Creative control, creative control Comedy, art, and sometimes rock and roll Let's do a public opinion poll Raise your hand if you love creative control Cause when Vish is unleashed Well, you... Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there I was just working on a tribute song to my favorite podcast, Creative Control, with Vish Khanna. My name is Matthias, and I play in a band called The Burning Hell, but more importantly, I support Creative Control on Patreon, and I think you should too. Quality, long-form arts journalism is like a magical talking unicorn. It definitely exists, but it can be really hard to find. Fortunately for us, Vish makes it easy with hundreds of funny, thought-provoking, well-researched and engaging interviews with artists from all over the world. Your flexible monthly donation on Patreon will get you plenty of special exclusive treats and help Vish keep his podcast well-fed and cared for properly, the way a magical unicorn deserves. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. Amor, 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 para ti. Amor, 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 amor Era o que eu tinha para ti Nico Paolo is a brilliant Portuguese-Canadian songwriter, singer, and musician currently based in St. John's, Newfoundland. Born in Toronto, Paolo was raised just outside of Lisbon before moving to Canada with her family and eventually immersing herself in Toronto's music community as a young adult. She's now proudly repping Eastern Canada and receiving lots of love in return. On April 7th, 2023, Forward Music released Paolo's self-titled debut album, which critics and fans have raved about. 
and it was placed on the long list for this year's Polaris Music Prize in Canada. During and ahead of some extensive touring, Nico and I connected for a lovely talk about things like sleeping in yurts, her family's Portuguese heritage and unique relationship with Canada, how window shutters can tell you if someone wants to hang out or not, the educational value of learning cover songs and the mysteries of the guitar, how love and romance mean more than we think, speaking Portuguese, French, and English, water and Julie Duaron, road work, new songs, other future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners just like you who follow and subscribe to this donor-driven podcast and spread the word about it and also make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creative control that is the primary source of revenue for all the work that i put into making this show and i appreciate all the support i get so if you can head over to my patreon and support creative control today thank you with additional support from blackbird music a wonderful record store with uh, bricks and mortar locations in edmonton and calgary alberta and very friendly people who work there, they'll ha- they'll help you. You go in there, they'll help you. You know what else you can do is you can order things right from their website, blackbird.ca. Say you want the new Nico Paolo record. Just go to blackbird.ca, look it up, see if you can get it sent to your house. They'll ship it to you. It's just that simple. For more info, again, blackbird.ca. Plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee, respectively, in Guelph, Ontario and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario. This is episode 792 of Creative Control, featuring the warm and esteemed Nico Paolo with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, Nico. How are you? Hi, Vish. I'm, uh, I'm good. How are you doing? It's... I'm well, thank you very much. It's uh, it's very nice to uh, connect with you uh, in this way. Where in the world are you today? I'm uh, actually just started tour, uh, left St. John's, uh, Newfoundland. That's where I'm based. And I'm in central Newfoundland right now in this yurt lodge. Uh, and I just slept in a yurt for the first time last night, which is oh. amazing. <laughs> oh, well. That's nice. What what's it like in a yurt? I never I don't think I've ever been in a yurt. What's it like in there? Uh it's it's these very beautiful these are made out of felt, like wool felt. Um they're like very new and they look very like I would say like Nordic. Like the color of the wood is just light enough and the color of the texture of the wool is also a light color, so and it, it's very cozy inside. There's this like one opening at the top, it's like a circle, and we arrived pretty late last night. It was like 10 p.m., so it was kind of wonderful to wake up to like a lot of light. But last night before bed, all I could see was this like glowing circle, and it's kind of overcast, so it was perfect. Oh, uh, it was kind of it's kind of oh. funny. <laughs> so it's like just open. There's no like if it's cold, if it's hot, it doesn't matter. There's just a hole in the roof. No, it has like a dome kind of window. Um, oh, okay. that you can open, but it's it was drizzly, so we had it closed, and it's kind of cool. You know, Newfoundland is a cool island in general. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if you know this, but I used to come to Newfoundland quite a bit, uh, at least once a year for the Lanyard really? Festival. Oh, that's oh, yeah. wonderful. 
Yeah, yeah. I used to, uh, between like uh, 2013 and I want to say 2017 or something like that, I was there almost once a year. So I, I quite enjoy it. But And I, I remember it being, it was always in, uh, when's Lanya Vanya? In May? No. Yeah, April? it's, it's changed. It has changed a little bit through the years because of weather. They keep pushing it closer to the summer. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, May just happened here. Right. So did you did you play at it this year? I did. I actually did. Nice. Uh, I I played at Cochrane Church uh, now First Light, and it was lovely. It's just a beautiful venue, and the, the acoustics are so so wonderful. And I had a full band, and more. It was like a, one extra musician, uh, oh. Lucas Rose playing lap steel. So it was very interesting. <laughs> oh, lovely! That's great. Well, I mean, I I want to ask you more about the yurt because I'm fascinated about it. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it behind. Because uh, I want to get into you and your work, unless unless you have more to say about your yurt uh, experience. <laughs> my my only real question actually is: you're going on tour, and this is I think you said the first night. Are you planning to mostly stay in yurts and tents <laughs> or anything like that, or is this a one off? Is this just an anomaly? Uh, this was a one off. I mean, maybe I'll be surprised in in you know in in the next month, uh, in the next little bit. But uh, so far, this is the only yurt. Uh, we really wanted to come check this out. This is my partner's uncle just opened this like lodge hostel kind of vibe. And there's four yurts, and we wanted to come and check it out because it it you know it's it's always exciting to have new projects happening in you know in the island and new things to check out, new areas, yeah. new coves, new around the bay. You know, you go and it's, there's just Newfoundland is just so. It's still kind of a mystery to me, you know. I keep mm-hmm. finding more and more about it. Yeah, yeah. I, so you, sh- you should come. You should come with your family and stay here sometime. In the yurt? Yes. Oh okay. my god. Okay. All right. Yeah, my, I think my wife is fascinated by yurts. I haven't really explored it too much because I'm a computer person. I like to be talking to people on the computer all the time. No, I'm not really, but I am. And, and so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do want to check out the yurts before we leave the yurt completely behind. Though, are you playing mm-hmm. a show? Near the yurt, in the yurt, are you playing near there, or is this just a because you're traveling and you needed somewhere to stop? Yes, this is kind of like a halfway through the island, so it's for I've yeah, it's just I had a bad back and I was like I can't do an eight hour drive. I uh, need to stop somewhere. <laughs> I mean, not really. We made this plan uh, long ago. We kind of wanted to just like make the driving kind of lighter and visit some people that are not just strangers and new friends that are also older family yeah. uh, members or I don't know. It's just, I find that touring this way is just so much easier because yeah. I'm still new at it, but I, I love chatting with anyone. So Yeah. Well, you, stuff, are, you, know? you are new at it, I guess, but uh, you're doing very well. Congratulations on this new album. Uh, and Thank you. It's your debut, right? This is your first record. Yeah. Yeah. First, yeah, first LP. Yeah. Good for you. No, that's great. I want to get at something you were saying about exploring Newfoundland. Uh, that, to me, uh, and I know this for a fact, that you're rel- relatively new uh, to Newfoundland. Uh, how long have you been there? It's been three years, uh, now shortly. Uh, moved in 2020, a uh, couple months after the pandemic was getting more and more agonizing, and mm-hmm. coming here was just a solution at the time. And I, yeah, it was just safer, and I was working remotely, um, doing some design work, and music wasn't really 
happening and I had just released the EP and I was a bit bummed. I was like, oh, I wish I could just go play. But then I was like, I can't. So, well, mm. maybe I'll just keep writing new stuff. And then I did. It was just kind of nice. <laughs> so did you know people in Newfoundland or did you just pick a random spot on the Canadian map? My partner at the time, he's from here, uh, originally from St. John's. He's a townie. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the, he had a house and he uh, was just wondering what that would look like if we moved here for just the summer at the time we were. So everyone was hopeful that COVID was just going to be something super temporary. Mm -hmm. uh, so the idea was we, we still had our place in Toronto because that's where I was based before. Uh, for seven years so moving here was just like okay summertime let's do it it's safer we can still be creative connect with his family and make new friends and and then I fell in love with it and with everybody and I wanted to stay right and 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 I did oh good and we both stayed and yeah. yeah yeah that's great now uh, in my personal experience <laughs> uh, Toronto Ontario and St. John's Newfoundland very different speeds as cities, uh, I would say. Did you like living in Toronto? I did. Right. I, re I really, I did, I think, I had like seven years there. I feel like the last three years I was already kind of exhausted because I didn't grow up in a big city. And so I was like, okay, I think I, I'm ready to move somewhere where I can stretch yeah. a little more and just be a bit more comfortable outside and you know, I just find that, you know, it's. I love Toronto and I love what it offers. I find it's a great city to connect with others. And I discovered so much about myself and about the world moving there at 21. And I, I just, you know, I had the history of my parents living there in the 80s oh, and okay. early 90s. Yeah. And I was born in Toronto. So I have, I, there's all these connections that I can't deny. Oh. So I do love that city. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that? Well, I wasn't sure. You say you were born in Toronto, but you only lived there for seven years. So I'm just trying to, you know, we're doing a little bit of an origin story uh, re yeah, recap yeah, yeah. here. So I'm just trying to follow the chronology. I know you're not 10 years old. I think you're older than that. So no. I'm just trying to map. I feel, I think I am, I am, I am 10 years old Canadian, you know? <laughs> right. 12, 12. Okay, see? Really, 12. So because you see what I'm saying? You were born in Toronto, but you're new to Newfoundland. <laughs> you're relatively new to Toronto. So the obvious question, I suppose, and I'm sorry I interrupted you, but the obvious question is, what brought you to Toronto? Where were you before Toronto? That kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's cool. <laughs> uh, I, I always assume that people can read my mind sometimes, you know, it's just because I just, everything is just so present for me. Right. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've also been doing a lot of talking about myself, which I find annoying, but I guess it's the only way because um, you know I, I have this record and people want to know more about me yes um, yes <laughs> but yeah it, I'm very simple you know I'm not very complicated person and I was born in Toronto in 92 mm -hmm. um, my parents are both Portuguese and then in 94 they decided to go back to Portugal so I was a baby I have no recollection of Toronto then mm -hmm. um, and I grew up all the way to 21 without, you know, being connected to Toronto, like physically. So I visited once as a teenager because my parents wanted to show us, both me and my sister, where we were born and where they lived and where they started their, their you know, newly married life. Mm -hmm. And 
that was wonderful, but it was like, I was like, I will never live here. At the time I was like, I'm, I'm Portuguese, you know, like I love where I live. And then three years later, I ended up moving to Toronto, which is, it was just based on why not? It was my parents gave me that question. I, I graduated from university in Lisbon. I did a bachelor degree in design and after uh, I was a bit like lost and I was like, I'm not ready to continue, you know, academia. Like, I don't know if I want to be, a, you know, have a master's in whatever. I love so many different things. I just like, I feel like I need to start working to understand. Mm. And music has always been a passion too. So I, I, I just wanted to have, allow myself more time. So I was, had that big question, like, where do I go? And then I, my parents were like, you can always go to Toronto. You have dual citizenship. You right. Know, they don't talk like that, but, but you know, <laughs> that's that wise, that wise kind of father, right? And <laughs> so you have dual citizenship, uh, that, but that's still pretty remarkable that your, uh, city of your birth is something of a homing beacon because you could have lived anywhere in Canada. You chose Toronto. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't help but wonder if uh, the family lineage sort of idea here is important to you. The notion like, well, my parents uh, came here and I was born here. That means uh, I need to go back there uh, to figure out uh, what their lives were like, to kind of not to retrace their steps deliberately, but just in a, in a, in a way, kind of. You know, like you were kind of yeah. by blood, you were drawn to that city and to maybe experience the same things that maybe your parents did. Does that make sense? No, it does 100%. I, I, I feel like, you know, although I didn't grow up speaking English or really visiting Toronto like regularly, you know, a very big part of the foundation of our family, my parents, me and my sister, is this idea of Canada and that they started their life as, you know, as, uh, you know, two immigrants. And, you know, and there is this like uh, heritage of immigration in my family, too, like on either side of, of the family. And my dad uh, grew up in France and my grandparents still alive and they still live just two hours south of Paris. And I have three, uh, two uh, aunts and uh, uncle. I have a hard time saying uncle. I often say ankle. I didn't mean to laugh, but that, you said it perfectly. When you make, it's always funny when someone Good. says, I have trouble saying the word and they say it exactly perfectly. And then they... Then they I'm, say, I usually say this. I, I did it the other day, actually. So sorry. Anyway, it's your pretty, your no, English good. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so, yeah, so my dad grew up in France. My mom grew up in Mozambique, and um, I don't wow. have either of uh, my grandparents on that side of the family anymore, but they, you know, I grew up with my grandma a lot in Portugal and so there's this like you know there's this story these all these stories of people trying to find you know a better life and and setting roots somewhere else in in the family and I think I for me moving here was not even a complicated it was just like oh yeah we do this like this is totally fine and I had all the support in 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 doing so and yeah yeah, yeah. so you went to the <laughs> You mentioned that you graduated from the University of, of Lisbon. Whereabouts did you actually grow up in Portugal? I grew up in a small town, uh, 40 minutes north of Lisbon, and like a 10-minute drive to the ocean, 
like to the beach. Ah, uh, the ocean. My home. So this, yeah. this, <laughs> I kind of wanted to get. I wanted to get to this because you end up in Newfoundland, uh, and there are some, I believe, and I know some of it is kind of fraught, uh, but I think there's some connections between Portugal and Newfoundland. It is, uh, you know, you're on the ocean. There's a lot of. Um, I don't know. Uh, one of the primary economies has to do with sort of whatever fisheries, I guess. Like, there's some. Do mm-hmm. you feel like connected mm-hmm. to, to to Newfoundland in terms of your your heritage uh, from Portugal? I mean, I I feel connected to Newfoundland because of a lot of things, mostly because of its geography and how the city is organized and the the way people are here. Mm-hmm. Of course, I do feel like. People are like very excited about uh, Portuguese, you know, because of that connection of, you know, before the court moratorium happened, uh, you know, the Portuguese and the Spanish and were fishing in the Grand Banks of, yeah. of Newfoundland and of Canada. And so there is that connection. And I have always heard since I moved here these stories of like the Portuguese sailors uh, playing soccer in the wharf and the soccer ball would go in the water and they had no trouble and to just jump in and you know and uh, there's like you know Portuguese looking people what whatever that means but there's like olive skin around Newfoundland and yes. I don't know like I feel like some people look more Portuguese than I do because I'm such mm. fair skin and I'm taller I look more like Dutch or Danish or German, you know, then I look Portuguese. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just, you know, I mean, I do feel connected to the, this place here because, yeah, it's just, it lives by the ocean and from the ocean a lot. And there's the heritage that I connect with and the slower pace. And, and I don't know, I just love the fact that it's an island and there's this, people are, there's a sympathy and this empathy. Like people yeah. are, very willing to you know have you over and help in and but there's also privacy it's just like it's a good balance of of a lot of things i i feel way more connected to people here than i did in toronto and just because people are so much busier in the big city Mm. and you know it might be a couple you know neighborhoods apart and it's a big big ordeal to to get together in toronto sometimes because of the fast pace and that's I think what kind of made me a bit tired of because I love spontane I love like not needing to like text a friend to pop by it, I just I like to like knock at the door and if you hmm. answer you answer if you don't you don't and and I feel like I, I hear that happens like in Portugal we have this thing actually growing up it's like Sunday specifically if you keep your shutters uh, closed it's like people don't really bother you mm-hmm. but if you have them open on sunday often people visit each other they go mm. for drives or for walks and they it's like oh yeah the windows are open let's just see what they have to say you know oh, um, interesting. yeah and i feel like here it's more like that you know if people you can tell that there's activity in the house or you can tell that people are you know wanting to hang out yeah. Or not, you know, but it, there's the yeah. option, at least. You don't need to, like, give them a call before. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit more social and friendly and a little less formal. I appreciate that. That's good. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I think of Newfoundland as a particularly friendly place in this country, in, in my experience. I mean, I've only spent yeah. weeks at a time there, but uh, I always... And it's usually my main experience and my only experience actually going to that um, 
that place is for a music festival. So everyone's in a pretty good mood. Uh, there's celebratory excitement in the air, um, I think. But uh, that's been my, my experience. Um, growing up in Portugal, well, actually, before we get to that, did you find you had <laughs> access points in Toronto to the music community? Were you able to play music as freely as you currently are uh, in Newfoundland? Mm, I mean, I feel like Toronto kind of like opened this like industry to me, let's say. Like, you know, mm. music can be your pursuit, like for real. And I, I don't have a background like that in my family. Like I, I don't come from a, like a family that pursued arts as like their primary, um, you know, source of income or their primary like pursuit. Um, although my mom is very artistic and she paints and, you know, she's, she can, she can just, you know, do her own thing when it, I, we spent a lot of time growing up painting together, but you know, it's, she, she's just knows her formula and she still does her other things. Uh, but I don't know, there was never a, like, you want to be a musician? Okay, let's, let's, this is how you do it. Like, mm -hmm. I never had, like, someone showing me that. And I feel like in Portugal, the industry was, like, small, and I, although I did have a cover band uh, before I moved to Canada from, like, a teenage time until, like, I did make some money, you know, to pay for my interrail tickets at the end of the summer or something, mm -hmm. but I was just, you know, doing it, playing covers, singing, in English, learning English, and it was just a hobby. It was never like, like, oh, I'm going to like get, you know, get closer to myself and yeah. figure out what is this that I have to say. I always felt that I had something that I wanted to explore, but I never really had, I feel like things aligned when I moved to, to Toronto and the scene, I remember specifically going to Holy Hoke that doesn't exist anymore and on Bloor Street and I they had shows there that sometimes we would go for a coffee and then the venue would in an hour would turn completely into something completely different yeah and they they had a band set up and there's a couple bands from you know 2014 to 2017 that you know I saw their them growing I saw them you know I remember seeing Charlotte Cornfield mm -hmm. I remember this band called Father Christmas that is based in Hamilton now like I remember the Holy Hoax singers like Luca, the band Luca, mm -hmm. and seeing Bernice. I don't know. There's just like there was certain pockets of the city that I I could go and and see live music, and and it was not just like an open mic and um, you know people playing covers. It was just like oh, there's this is origin. People are actually expressing their visions and their their you know, their minds and their hearts. And, and I really was like, wow, this is possible. And yeah. I, it was very inspiring. You know, I, I, I didn't experience that back in Portugal so much, but I think it has to do with, you know, where I was growing up, uh, yeah. you know, in my, in timing, you know, it was just like at 20, 20, 18, I was busy, you know, thinking of what kind of design projects I was doing for university. And yeah, I don't know, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it just all aligned to a certain point yeah but i think toronto was like very important for what's happening now yeah no i appreciate that i, I want to just ask you about those covers for a moment though you mentioned that in portugal you i guess what were you in a cover band per se or is it just more like were you doing regular gigs 
Yes, we were doing well mostly in the summer. We even had like it was just me and my friend Rita, and we had sometimes Yuri is like this beautiful percussionist, and、uh, he would join us sometimes. We had different iterations of the band,、hmm. but mostly it was me and my friend Rita, and we would. Uh, just yeah, we had like sometimes we would play for four hours, and we would just you know make a hundred euros each or something, right? And then we would be I don't know happy teenagers driving、sure. my dad's little car. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was just a fun time, and it was mostly by the water. It was like beach bar kind of vibe, and. You know, we would cover Nina Simone and Amy Winehouse and、oh. the Beatles, and it was like kind of、uh, some Portuguese as well, but、yeah. mostly it was English for some reason. <laughs> well, one of the reasons I ask is because in my late twenties, early thirties, I was playing in a lot of bands, original bands, and it came up that someone asked me to organize、um, a cover band out of like different musicians、uh, for an event. And then、mm. we picked all the songs, and then gradually that band caught on enough that it became a regular thing,、uh, where we would get asked to play weddings and and、oh. other and other events. And it was meant to be a lark, like it was meant to be just for fun and a one-off. And then it took on a life of its own, and that ended up actually we earned more money from that than our original bands, if I may. But the weird thing that I noticed, if I think on it, is we started out picking all the songs, and then as we got hired, we were in, we wound up doing songs we didn't necessarily choose, in some cases、mm-hmm. necessarily want to do even, and mm-hmm, it began mm-hmm. it began to cater to the audience and the 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 client. I guess it just got a little less fun. So I guess what I'm asking really is. It sounds like you,、uh, you you mentioned Nina Simone and the Beatles and some other people.、Uh, you were picking those songs. Did you ever find yourself having to play songs that、um, you didn't pick or didn't necessarily like in that band?、Uh, I don't think so. I think we only picked songs that we we really liked,、hmm. and and there was not a lot of people doing that, or at least like two young, you know, women. I feel like、uh, most of the cover bands that were around were just like guys, you know.、Yeah. It was just like a very, very male dominant at at the time,、yeah. and you know, still today. But I I felt like you know we the people were just like oh these yeah like let's let's do this like let's get these these girls I guess <laughs> to come and play and we did some did we did some weddings and sometimes people would have some requests but、yeah. we didn't do that much of that we were pretty laid back and th- we had this cool cool thing going on with these this like area in the west of Portugal with like all these beaches and there's a lot of you know the surfing community is big and yeah there's a lot of people traveling and there was like a lot of hostels at the time yeah and so we, we were. Fine. I guess I ask because what I, as much as those songs that we didn't choose weren't fun, often they're、mm-hmm. the ones that taught me the most about music, because yeah, because I would never have thought to even think about some of the requests or suggestions in my life, and then you have to learn them, and yeah, some, yeah. sometimes they have a certain level of sophistication, I suppose is the word. It just it just made me play. I, up until that point, I was just playing the way I played. I'm primarily a drummer, so I would just play and invent the the rhythms that made sense to me、mm-hmm. for a song. But having to learn other people's songs, I think, actually does in a weird way 
really teach you about the full scope of music. So that's why I'm I'm curious about your cover. I, I don't yeah. I don't mean to dwell on it too much, but as no, you, no, no. I think it's good. I yeah. feel like you're asking. You know, I understand why you're asking. I wonder, like, would you have any idea of like the songs? those songs for you like is there one that you remember that was like oh this song i don't really want to play it but we we ended up uh, we at one point we started someone asked us to learn that journey song don't stop believing yeah Uh, and that became (laughs) that became like us we didn't we all were derisive of that band and that song but anytime we played it at a wedding or an event people lost their minds there's a spirit and a feeling to it, and and then yeah. rhythmically, drumming wise, it it's it's not uninteresting. Like it's actually they're interesting parts. Like for me, on some level, there was a lot, there was a dynamic aspect to it. Or um, when doves cry by Prince mm-hmm. uh, was one where I like Prince, but I didn't ever think I'd be playing that song. That has an interesting rhythmic pattern. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly talking... I mean, I love... We used to do an ACDC medley, and it was my favorite thing. Oh, except that's so our, sweet. Our, our singer, we did... Uh, <gasps> it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll, into Thunderstruck, and eventually one of the guys who sang it was like, I can't do this. It shreds my voice. I can't wow. sing like those two guys. Anyway, but I, I enjoyed aspects of it. I really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm or thinking what, like... What Magic Man? Magic Man by Heart? Do you know that song? The Heart song, I don't, Magic I Man? I don't. Okay. I don't know heart very. I should. I should get into heart. I, I think you There's might. A lot of people. People do tend to like heart. We take them for granted, maybe. But that song is, is sort of progressive rock in its own way. What I'm getting at is some of these hit songs that I was like, you don't think you take them for granted. Some of the parts are actually quite interesting. Like if you actually have to play yes, them. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not yeah. really a cover band person. Oh, well- <laughs> <laughs> but but as a as a musician, it's a challenge. Like okay, we have to yeah, learn a, a, a hit. Yeah, yeah. So that's. I assume you felt the challenge, but also the fulfillment of like, wow, we pulled it off. Every time you learn, every time you play a cover and it yeah. works out, did you feel good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did. I feel like you know, at the time, I was just a singer. You know, and I feel like I'm primarily a singer now yeah. too. Yeah. Um. You know, I only started playing guitar when I moved to to Toronto so the cover part for me like I always learned songs just by singing them and and you know and being in the band but I remember there was this one song that I kind of was bummed it was uh, Sarah Vaughn it was Lullaby of Birdland Mm -hmm. and I remember it was like so hard I was like it took me forever to learn how to sing that song and I can still do it like I still remember it and I just and I remember at the time how like I would roll my eyes, just like, oh yeah, here we go, sing that song. But now I just feel like, you know, songs like that really kind of, they became like a big part of who I was. You know, there's a Jeff Buckley song, The Last Kiss Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Like, it was hard to learn to sing that song, but I remember, I don't know, like there's like little moments in your like teenage time being in a cover band or at least for me that you know really made me who I am today absolutely like you, you, yeah. you're talking about this now is like making me like kind of like go back in time it's just like these are like really ingrained you know if you had to soak someone in something this would be like the juice I would be soaking in you know these are the songs it, it's, and- it's it's 
it's so funny you said something because in the last few years, I'm a, I'm, I, I will, I will say I'm a tremendous uh, fan of the Beatles, but yeah. I've never learned a lot of their songs. And uh, in somewhat in, in recent years, I've been playing. I think because of the pandemic, I've been playing more guitar, and I can feel myself finally in my 40s improving on an instrument that I have always found a little out of reach. Um, I'm starting to learn more how to do it, and I learned the song something, and yeah. I. I I, I, do, I think sometimes, uh, for those who don't know, I don't know what the name or what the terminology is, but Harrison does a thing on that song where he just, he's playing like, uh, the progression could just be the same chord, but you're taking away a string, like you're taking away a note, and that's the yeah. the second chord, is it's a C, it starts with a C, and then it goes to like, I don't know all the names, like a C sus or a C7 or whatever the hell. And you're like, oh my god, he's just playing in the family of chords over and over again. He does it with oh, yeah. C's and D, and the D does the same thing, where it's like a D and then a D something or other. Again, I'm still trying to figure this stuff out. My point is, the other thing with covers is, for me, um, and sometimes you know, I sing to my daughter uh, at night with a guitar, and sometimes she has requests. She, wow. she she'll have heard a song, and then I have to go and figure out how to how to play it. And I learned about I learn about chords and and possibilities on an instrument by learning cover songs. Like, oh, I didn't even I've never like you know we all some of us who play guitar we know all the open chords and you get to know where uh, the same chords are uh, on the neck you know uh, with a bar chord or yeah. whatever. But yeah, just like oh, you just take a finger away. Uh, and you've got a whole other chord there, and it's the same. And it's a completely it's, different. Yeah, it's, that's fascinating to me. And I just, I know people listening who know music are going to be like, "Yeah, that's obvious, Vish." But I'm saying uh, sometimes learning other people's songs is a real uh, window into an instrument, um, a real yeah. window, window into like, oh, that's all they're doing. They're just putting a finger here and there and taking it away sometimes, and then bringing it back. Oh, that's the whole song, like. It, it it really kind of humanizes uh, music, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, you know, and I feel like, you know, you're 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 saying all this. I feel like I'm very young uh, when it comes to like guitar playing. I still like am, you know, a green a green a green banana <laughs> when it comes to guitar playing. <laughs> and I feel like, uh, <laughs> and I feel like, you know, a lot of. The fact that I I was just like brave enough to you know pick it up and and just like I just learn it on my own is just by what I you know discovering chords like some of the chords that people say like they are sophisticated in the record I, a lot of that was just like I was just trying and feeling it I was just like yeah. you know very private with the guitar and very intimate with the guitar and I feel like that even the, the way I, I you know I waltz the way I like strum it like all of that was not completely intentional it was just like a result of like you know where my mind was and how my body wanted to express in the guitar and I had a couple pointers at the time from yeah. friends and of course like I feel like now having the record this record out and having this I'm like more like oh this is a, a thing that I do it, it's been interesting in the past you know five years to like solidify like oh this is how I, I work yeah like, this is how I feel the most excited about you know playing and writing songs with that playing um, you know and it, 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 it doesn't need to be like completely 
you know, set in stone. Like I really want to try new things too. And I guess that's what now I'm like, oh, I want to learn more chords, you know, like I'm ready. And, and, and I have the right partner for that now too in crime because, you know, band members and people that are part of the project, everyone is like excited to just like keep writing songs and I love it. Yeah, one of the running themes on the of, in the conversations I've had on this show with uh, people who I compliment about their musicianship or their songwriting, um, one of the running themes is that I might say like, "How do you do this? Like, how can you be so great at this? Like, where how what do, how does it feel to be great at this?" And almost everyone says, "Well, first of all, I'm always learning." Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm never not done learning. There's always something about picking up a guitar. Again, I'm talking to people who just seem to know the instrument inside and out. And they say, well, yeah. no. I mean, every time I start playing, I'm I'm learning something new about it. And that, to me, is a really hopeful. And, and, you know, you can romanticize this stuff. But I do think that's true of music. Like, it's fascinating what uh, is something you, you can be playing guitar for four hours and you might be playing the same progression for three of those hours and then abandon it. You might just be like, you know what? I thought this was good. And as I play it, I I don't care anymore. And then the thing you do in the next hour, that's on your album. Like the thing you just spent the least time on, it's just a weird thing. Like you just don't, I don't know if you're- It is a weird thing, yeah. yeah, You don't know what's going to stick or what's good and it just sort of happens. Is that- has that been your experience? I don't know. I feel like, you know, I sat with a guitar and I was going through some like emotional time because I just moved to Canada and I was feeling a bit lonely. I had left like this like cool music scene, you know, cover band friends and like other bands. I don't know. It was just like I was leaving a lot behind. Yeah. And then like I'm like alone in this big city and I feel like. I started writing because I was like, I want to still do this and I want to be able to do it on my own. And then being inspired by what the city had to offer, I was like, I think I can do it. I can, you know, when you go to a show and you feel so inspired and you can't even understand why, yeah. you just like have this like pull inside of you. It's just like, I know that I can do this, like that this is what I'm meant to be doing, at least for, for whatever time. And and so I felt that a lot, and I felt a, I felt I felt that I had to pursue and to discover it. So yeah. I feel like the, the these songs, the, this record, and even the first EP, they are really the first songs I've ever re- written. They're like I don't have that many more, <laughs> and the the ones that I have, they are probably going to be in the next record. And it's exciting. I I find I'm very precious about it too. Like, and but it has been different. Like every process has been so different. Like yeah. I had this late late like not that long ago. I had I've experienced the committing like and thinking like I'm going to write a song from beginning to end today, and I actually did it. And it was kind of like I had never experienced that before. Yeah. So again, green green banana, you know, I'm still a kid. <laughs> well, uh, 12 year I think old, you're 12 ripening year old. quickly. <laughs> 12 year old. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think you're, I think you're ripening quickly, if I may. I feel like uh, there's a lot of um, sophistication, for lack of a better term. You seem, uh, here's what I'll say about this record. You really seem like you know what you're doing. I don't want to put too much on you. <laughs> but I, I, I feel I feel like you've really come into your own. I appreciate that it feels uh, like a learning process for you. 
Uh, it is a it's a beautiful album, and I wonder if we Thank can talk you. a little bit about what inspired um, some of these songs. I do pick up on romantic uh, themes, mm-hmm. but I pick up on familial themes. Mm-hmm. I also pick up on um, I think maybe contextually because I know now know particularly after this conversation a bit more about your trajectory. Um, this feeling of um, I don't know how to phrase it other than someone who's pondering what it means to uh, uh, live in a place and, and have a place, have a home, have a beacon uh, that they mm-hmm. can count on. So I feel like if I may sum up, like what I pick up on is, like I say, those romantic notions of interpersonal relationships, um, that connection to family, and then a connection to a place and a time. Um, I know that some of what I'm saying might be generically applied to almost every kind of songwriting, but is that, yeah. is any of that swimming around on this record for yeah. you in particular? Yeah, 100%. I feel like the songs are very true to experiences that I had. They're, they're very like close to, you know, relationships or family mm. uh, relationships, not just romantic, like, you know, because romance can be so many different things. Um, you can have a romantic relationship with your friend. You can romanticize friendship on some yes, level. Yes, one hundred percent. And yeah. that, time is a, it's about that. Like time, the song "Time" yeah. um, is is about a friendship. It, it, but it it still feels like kind of a romantic song. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I just I feel like I'm a very hopeful and optimistic person, and I feel like that really like came out in these songs. Some some of the you know some of the lines and some of the topics are actually quite heavy, <laughs> yeah. you know, not heavy, but like they are intense. There's like intensity in it as well. But I'm not shy about it. I feel like the way I grew up was, you know, in a very open, you know, community, and like we weren't hidden from like grief and from you know from like the good and the bad yeah. like my grandma dressed in black and she grieved my grandfather for since i remember her and you know she had no problems in like crying about it in front of me and you know and i i just feel like i've been around i feel like it may be a bit different here i feel like some of the my friends in 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 the culture in canada have been a bit more protected and I, again, I'm generalizing, sure. but there is definitely like that's people find it. I don't know. My friends at least find it kind of refreshing to hang out with me. You know, this is funny to say. I've never said it that way, but I I was told this. I've been told this that I'm like very open to like express whatever it is that I'm feeling, and I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. Um. And and I feel like sometimes there is fear yeah. here, and so I, I I don't know. It's it's interesting that people are enjoying the record i feel like they can probably feel like kind of held in some well, way that you know it's okay to feel these ways you know absolutely <laughs> and i i do think your your life the way you've lived i think probably gives you a perspective on on human behavior and people that not everyone has like the fact that you like that that everyone has the fact that you've lived in in portugal in toronto and st john's what I pick up on some of from from some of your songs is that I imagine you see universality, you see mm-hmm. commonality between the people that maybe we really lost that de- these days. Every we talk a lot yeah. about how disconnected and fractured we are. Then, for those who yeah. haven't heard the record yet, there's this song "Amor, Amor, Amor," 
which mm. is beautiful. And, and how many languages are, are represented on that song, would you say, Nico? Well, Portuguese, French, English, kind of, you know, the the three languages of my life, of me growing up. Um, lots of summers spent in, in, in French with, with a lot of French around, with my family visiting from France or me visiting them in France. Portuguese, of course, um, the, my first, you know, language, and then English. And I don't know, that that song is kind of like a celebration of, you know, this immigrate immigrating you know uh, the celebration of, yeah. of people finding something better elsewhere and wanting to find something better and still connecting to 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 you know to their roots going back i don't know it's kind of like it it's it's there's tense it repeats too like it's the same lyrics the first three verses um just sang in different languages because i i wanted to kind of like you know i wanted to everyone in my family to understand it. I was like, okay, I'm going to sing in Portuguese so my Portuguese family can hear it, can hear it, they can hear those words and then I'll do it in French. I actually called my dad and I was like, can you help me translate this first verse in <laughs> French? And then he was, he's a mechanic. He works um, in, on uh, Autosonic, which is like Dundas and uh, Dovercourt in Toronto. He, my parents came back to Canada, by oh, the way, okay, after great. I was here for a couple of years. So they, they are there nice. and they, they kind of go back and forth, uh, Portugal and in, 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 in Canada now. But anyhow, this to say, I called my dad. I was like, can you please translate this? Help me translate this. Uh, is this correct? Is it not? And, you know, it was funny because he was like, changing the oil in this car i don't know he, i could hear him work and 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 <laughs> i could hear him work but he was there with me and he was excited about it and then and then the english but again i just wanted to kind of like this is kind of like a gift right i wanted to gift this song to my past uh my family and 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 that's why it came. And then there's this kind of more celebratory, like the song is kind of divided into sections. This, the second section is, is more, I don't know, I imagine people dancing. I imagine these like big butts moving. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's beautiful because, as you say, uh, the, the, the verse, the, so it begins with a, a Portuguese verse, then a French, then an English, then the second half of the song uh, follows the same order but they're the same yes. lyrics so th same it, lyrics. it's a really beautiful inclusive idea of love thank you and i think wow. i think what i'm getting at is what i pick up on here is love is also multifaceted it's not just yes. about a breakup and a relationship love is about loving the ocean love is about loving the city you're in love is about loving people as both platonically and romantically and I mean, again, these are things we probably uh, all rec wow. recognize, but I think we take them for granted that love is this. We do. Yeah. I think we do. Yeah. And I, I just want to say, like, for a young per younger person, like, that's an amazing perspective to have on what has uh, become a notion that we either, like I say, take for granted or make a cliche. Uh, I think you on this record remind us what what love is all about, if I may. I know that sounds big. Aww. Does that make sense? It does. That's so sweet of you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah, no, it, it comes through because <laughs> for all the hugging and kissing and dancing and, and whatnot on this record, I mean, those are all expressions of love. The word love 
comes up uh, almost uh, on every song. Like it's it's really a fundamental aspect of this. And like I say, I think you've taken it beyond Hallmark cards and schmaltzy movies. Like you, I, I think you're really dialing <laughs> into it as a foundational aspect of the of like the human condition. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, I love it. Okay, good. Well, I love that you're saying all of these things. <laughs> well, it's like I say, for a young songwriter to dial into this in such a profound way, I'm I'm just very impressed, and I, I hope you recognize that this is why people are uh, finding uh, your music so uh, important to them, why it's resonating. Um, wow! Yeah, I, I don't know. It kind of blows my mind, you know. It still blows my mind. It blows your mind that you could come up with these ideas and that they would, you know, affect people. <sighs> I, yeah, it, it just, yeah, I feel very, like, flattered recently. Yeah. Like, I've been very teary-eyed. Like, when I hear people, you know, approach me and, and talk about, or sending me text messages or, or emails, or I, I just feel very moved by it all. It's overwhelming, actually. It's, it's, it's been interesting after I released the record, because I had a very different idea of what this was going to be like. Mm. And, and, and now I just feel like, People are really connecting to something and they are, they want to tell me about it. It's just like, I don't know. I was just, you know, making a record and pursuing my art and making things that I love. <laughs> and it seems kind of, <laughs> it seems kind of like mind blowing that, you know, I was nominated for the Polaris and yeah. all of this stuff is just like, you know, and you want to talk to me like other people do too. I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, maybe I did something right there. I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's the songwriting itself is getting to me and affecting me, but it, I think it's also the, the, the way your voice works. I mean, that's a, that's a, mm -hmm. that's something you were given and that's a talent you've, you've, uh, uh honed, but it's the combination, um, wow. like all music, uh, that affects us. It's the combination of how it's delivered and what is being said. And, and, you know, that's, what's really resonating with with me about uh, your record and and your work so all i'm getting at is don't be surprised uh that people <laughs> are happy about it and complimenting you about it i i think there's nothing else they <laughs> could say it is really really no. really great and um yeah no i just Thank so again you. i want to congratulate you on this and I, I i i hope we've is there anything more you want to say about the record i know i've led us into a lines of questioning here but is there anything that we didn't get to or that you've learned about it as you've talked to people. That that uh, you know you just said uh, some of the things I said are uh, blowing your mind or whatever. But is there anything about the record that you want to convey to people um, that we haven't got to today? No, I mean I feel like whoever is listening, they might if they don't know the record, they might be like, oh, I would like to listen to this. So you know, if you feel <laughs> if you feel the instinct, just go give it a listen, <laughs> and yeah, then and yeah. then let me know what you think of it after if if you may. <laughs> <laughs> but please don't do it on Instagram because I just find it so dragging. I just can't stress oh, this enough. You know, yeah. it's just, I, that's, it's like a job and I don't really oh, absolutely. like it. You know, it's like, yeah. it feels like work and things get lost in information and I just, it's hard to reply to people all the time and I don't know, not to yeah. drag this down, but just no, email. No, no. Email, uh, email me is better. As you and I are speaking... Instagram just vented a new thing like yesterday called Threads, and it's already what is it? It's it, there. It's their version of Twitter. Okay. 
And if you say you're going to do it, you're trapped. Like you can't delete it or you delete your Instagram. It's very annoying, apparently. I haven't explored all this. I just turned all the notifications off because I don't intend to use it. But I these days, Nico, I just sign on to things so that I can make sure that I if I need them. Yeah. My name, my name, like I have the name I want and it's under my name because there's all these. My name is very common in in India in particular. Like it's a common name. Like first and last name is very common. So yeah. uh, Anyway, I just that's why I did it. And now I'm stuck with it. Anyway, you're right to think it's a drag. I don't want to end this on a sour note. No, uh, but, no, but, I, but I do think it's a bit of a drag. Anyway, on to brighter things. Um, you're on tour right now as we're speaking. Yes. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your future plans and, and how long this tour is and whether you're, whether or not you're working on uh, new music already? Can you speak to those things? Yeah. Maybe I'll go with the last question if I'm mm-hmm. working on new music already because uh, uh, I'm always... I think I've, I'm always working on something... There's a couple songs that I've been playing enough that I feel like they are going to be songs. Uh, just yeah. a lot like melodies or like little guitar parts. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely working on stuff and what that would look like and when they will be recorded. I don't know. I, there's not a lot of pressure. Like, I feel very grateful that I joined Ford Music Group and Kyle, like, just shout out to here for them because Kyle has been amazing. You probably know Kyle Kunjak. You do? Or you yeah, yeah, of, of course. Yep. Yeah. I do. Yes, and I know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like a, yeah, he's, he's the best. And, you know, it's been wonderful. They put absolute no pressure to, you know, feed, you know, the public or feed the industry. It's just like my own pace, my own time and yeah. just enough support. And, and so I, I just feel like, I'll, I have time to marinate with well, good. the n- new stuff, which is a good thing. And then next question is touring. Uh, so yeah, leave, I'm playing Cornerbrook tomorrow, which is at the other end, West End, West End, <laughs> the west side of, of <laughs> Newfoundland. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we're, yeah, we're taking the ferry. Uh, right now is just me and Adam Hogan, uh, in the car. And then we have Catherine Allen from a band, uh, Fortunate Ones. She's joining us, uh, for a three piece for some of the shows in this tour. And then we'll have a full band, uh, for Sappy Fest and for a couple other shows. Oh, nice. With, with Josh Van Tassel, one of the producers of the record and with Kyle. Jack, the bass uh, original bass player in the record as well. Nice. So that's exciting. But yeah, we're going all the way to London, Ontario. We're playing mm-hmm. Guelph and uh, Hillside Festival in Guelph. Mm-hmm. Uh, we play Toronto, the BBG, and a couple shows through um, the Maritimes. There's a whole list of things. But I'm ex- I'm excited. Full summer. To do. This you is a, a kind full, of full, full summer. summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Full yeah, summer, yeah. and then come back to the island and be here for a little bit play a couple other shows and then i'm going to portugal in the fall and i'm very excited about that are you going to play or just to visit both oh awesome Uh, good for you that's great yeah 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 but i have um yeah i haven't really toured all that much in portugal with since i you know started this like solo Nico Paolo thing mm-hmm. so I think it's important to, to to start doing that because it's a place that I will always want to go back to because my sister lives there 
she has three kids and they are the most adorable nephews in the world twins two little twins and then my nephew Arthur and it's just I don't know it's just like I just really want to be part of their lives and I'm just excited to do that. Oh, that's yeah. congratulations. I, I love hanging yeah. out. I love hanging out with like younger, like with kids too. I, I find myself still kind of a kid and <laughs> I, I find it easier to hang out with kids. <laughs> yep. And I don't know, I feel very present when I hang out with them and I don't know if, if life is just a mystery again and there's all these things to discover and I, I love that. Yeah, no, it's... I have access to that, you know? It's, it, it is fun. I have two kids of my own and uh, as a parent, you're... Yeah, you end up being like a kid again just to see things from their perspective. No, it's fun. I appreciate that. And mm-hmm. I, well, congratulations. That's great that you can... Man, you're going to probably be very proud to be in Portugal and and, mm-hmm. and to play. That's going to be... I, I imagine that'll be an emotional and exciting thing for you to do. That's great. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Both. How old, how old are your kids? Like, are your kids uh, one of, young? One of them is almost uh, tw- 12, and the other one is uh i want to say eight 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 years okay. old yeah yeah eight yeah. and twelve yeah cool yeah Love it's those fun ages. no it's fun it's really fun and uh yeah my son and i play basketball together a lot and uh i, I am starting to worry that my son is my only friend like real life no. friend well i don't know we moved here and i don't know a ton of people and i don't know who to ask to play basketball and i'm i'll figure it out but i'm also like 45 so it's like hey can you come out and play basketball like i feel like an idiot <laughs> so it's kind of fun to just play with my son and his friends sometimes but uh i also like it doesn't make any sense i'm six foot two they're all like you know four feet tall but uh i don't go hard it's just fun i think it's anyway i don't want to get into it it's fun. Are you uh, planning to stay over there? Like, will you move back to... You're from Guelph originally, Yeah, that's right. right. I'm from Ontario. No no plans right. to leave at this point. Um, but uh, you never know. I mean, we moved here, so you never know. No, I'm planning to stay. We're you here. We're here. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know where like there is a good place to live right now because uh, politically everything's weird in Canada. Yeah, every place fires and, as well. and then yeah mm-hmm. uh, climate wise you know when we, the fi- we had the the smoke here this summer before my Ontario friends and and family so they were checking in and I think they were check- close they yeah. were checking in to be like well I, I could just pick it up pick up like well you're in Alberta so it must be bad because of the smoke now they all have it yeah. and they're like what the hell we have it now yeah. too and I never in my whatever how many years I was 40 years in Ontario we never had air quality wildfire smoke warnings. So everything no. seems bad. Everywhere seems like not great, I guess is what I'm saying. You just make the best of it. And yeah. luckily, we have great art, like uh, Nico Paolo's albums and, and things <laughs> like that. And that gets us through. And uh, hopefully wow. for people listening to this, conversations like this help you yeah. feel uh, like there's positivity. A little That's lighter. What I yeah, a little, a little lighter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate all of uh, all of your uh, updates and information. If uh, we mentioned you. that you don't love receiving messages on Instagram, that's fair. If uh, people yes. want to learn more about, more about you and uh, keep track of your work and stuff like that, where would you want to send them, if anywhere, on the internet? I mean... You can still go on Instagram, but just don't <laughs> message me. <laughs> uh, no, you, there's a website. There's a nicopalo.com kind of website okay. uh, with like tour dates and uh, video links. And uh, you can subscribe to all the things that you need to, okay. you know, follow yeah. what I'm doing. But 
it's not that hard, is it, to keep track of people these days? It isn't, but I like asking. I, I Sometimes this is obvious at the end. People say, well, the usual things. But every once in a while, someone will say something like you. Like, it's hard yeah. to keep up with the messages on Instagram. So uh, sorry uh, that I can't. I, I have the same thing where I'm like, I go into the ones where the, uh, I'll notice there's like 14 messages from people that I don't follow or follow me even. They just picked up on something. Instagram's yeah. weird. They're all weird. Like, it's hard. I wish they were just like, maybe it's my notifications. This is more about me and my telephone. I'm sorry. I'll figure it yeah. out and be more accessible. My point here, though, is uh, uh, thank you for that information. If we can go out on a song from your, your new self-titled album, I wonder if you can pick mm. one for us and, and maybe explain why it came to mind. Uh, one that came to mind. Uh, maybe Lock Me Inside. Lock me inside. Okay, that's that's the second side of the record. Why did that one come second to mind? Because uh, I'm inside of a car. Maybe I don't know. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's very literal. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's it came to mind because of the yurts. Okay. Um, because what I the second half of that song, I finished writing it after a, a silent retreat I did here in Newfoundland, oh. and. I am in a completely different place now, but this reminds me of that other air grounds where I did the retreat. Mm. And and I was just looking at these big aspen trees and I was just thinking, yeah, I was just thinking, placing myself back there. So yeah, that song, I guess it's what came to mind. That's that's a great choice. Um, you, yeah. you mentioned trees. Back to the uh, Portugal-Newfoundland connections. There's lots of water. Mm -hmm. Lots of water on your record, I feel like. Water. Yeah. This song has rivers and seas and just feel yeah. the cold water and clear uh this yeah. time i'm gonna just feel the water you're you have a water connection obviously given yes your, yeah i think i do yeah i think i do too yeah <laughs> i yeah i feel like <laughs> i grew up swimming you know i was a I, I competed when i was a teenager oh wow okay uh so so i do i do love swimming but i i you know i i gave up that early I was like, I'm not going to start practicing 7 a.m. and then 7 p.m. It was like too much. Yeah. And I was like going, I was had to take a train to go to high school because I, I did arts in high school. In Portugal, things were different. Uh, there was no arts class opening in my little hometown. Mm. So I had to take a train to go to this bigger city. And so I didn't really have a lot of time for other things. And I really wanted to go to that high school and right. be, be cool, you know, with all the art kids <laughs> <laughs> fair enough no that's that's fascinating I, I as anyone are you familiar with the artist Julie Duaron I am just by name I have a couple of friends that have told me like my friend Matt Horseman yeah. um, photographer and writer uh, from Halifax he's pointed me to that direction but uh, why, why do you ask? Well, first of all, listening to your record, every once in a while I'm reminded of Julie. Julie will often sometimes sing in French as well. Um, and there's something about the timbre of your voices that is similar. But the main reason I bring it up now is Julie is an avid swimmer. And, oh, wow. And also, like, to the point, and I don't want to get this wrong, forgive me, Julie, but I think she's become a swim instructor and also potentially... This is where I I feel like that's accurate, and maybe I'm wrong. Someone who knows can tell me. But potentially, like lifeguard level swim, wow. like just a very strong swimmer, and she swims avidly. So now I'm like, uh oh, Nico and Julie need to meet. I feel like you have a lot. In I would love to aesthetically. You have things in common, and now with the water, 
I'm telling you, there's something to this. So wow. if you can, spend some time with her music. Maybe you'll see some connections. But I will, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. I love tips like this. Okay, all right. <laughs> she's a, she's a, a hero and a friend of mine, someone I've admired uh, most of my life. Um, and uh, so I, I love her music so much. So I, I just, I think, I think you might, uh, you might enjoy it too. In any case. Where in the world? Oh, she's, Where in the she's, world in, is she? she's in Sackville, New Brunswick. Okay, so I'll probably meet her at Sappy Fest this year. Absolutely, she you know it's named after her. Uh, she had a wow. she had a record label called Sappy Records, and then they started uh, her and some friends started this festival as not thinking it would be an annual thing. I don't think, and then yeah, now it's been going for a long, long time. So Sappy is. Are you going to come? Uh, not this year, but I have made treks uh, when we were in Ontario. Uh, yeah, we would drive down until we had children. And then mm. the last time we were there, uh, finally made our triumphant return in 2019. And then, of course, uh, it hadn't really occurred for a couple of years uh, and uh, haven't been back since then. And obviously, we yeah, it'll be harder. Anyway, we'll be... No, the answer to your question for this year is no, but I wish. I will, <laughs> I will, I will, I will be at Hillside, though, in Guelph. So I'll see oh, you. Oh, you will? I'll see you there. Yeah. Okay, so I look for a six foot three, six foot two uh, brown man. I'll be the, I'll be the only six foot two brown man at Hillside. I guarantee it. No, I'm just kidding. It'll Will probably... your kids be there too? Yeah, 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 yeah. There. We're all gonna we're all gonna try <gasps> oh to make God. it. Oh my God! Yeah. Okay, I love this. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to see. <laughs> Looking you. forward all right. to it. Yes. This is yes. Me too. This is Lock Me Inside by Nico Paolo. Nico, thank you so much for spending time with me. It was really uh, special for me and an honor. So thank you and best thank luck with you. Polaris and, and everything else. Your road trips there, you're traveling. And I hope we talk thank again you. soon. Yes, thank you so much. Lock me inside I'm tired of being lonely The more I get the feeling It's time It's time I go
At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, that was fun for me. I hope it was fun for Nico Paolo. Nico, thank you so much for appearing on this, the 792nd episode of Creative Control. Uh, for everyone else, for your, for your information, this show is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever it is you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for uh, my monthly newsletter, please visit vishkana.com. You can currently like Creative Control on Facebook or currently follow the show on Twitter, which apparently has a new name, at uh, Vish Creative, or you can follow me directly on Twitter and Instagram, at Vish Khanna. We're not calling it X, are we? You and me? We're not going to do that. Also, please visit uh, my Patreon, patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast a-going. $6 American or more grants you access to exclusive content. You get episodes earlier than everybody else. And uh, as usual, if you're interested in receiving a Creative Control t-shirt uh, as, a, as a little uh, you know, show of gratitude from me, just message me on Patreon with your uh, size preference and uh, design preference. I've got the burgundy or maroon. I never know the difference. And yellow. Uh, there's that one. 
and still have some sizes left uh, in, in those. So happy to send you one if you send me a note on uh, Patreon after you've made your uh, uh, support known, that kind of thing. Thank you. Thank you for considering doing that. And again, learn more at patreon.com slash creative control. Thanks again to the wonderful Alberta record store, Blackbird Music. They've got locations in Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta, but you can learn more about them and order records directly to your uh, house there. They'll ship them to you at their website. Just You can learn more at their website, blackbird.ca. also want to thank Pizza Trocadero, the bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton for their in-kind support for this show. You can learn more about those places. I link, I hyperlinked, I use the hyperlinks in the show notes. You click on those and uh, you can learn more about those places. also want to thank Jim Guthrie for letting me use music he makes on the show. Uh, sometimes I use it. And you can learn um, more about him at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you for uh, you, you right now listening. Thank you for listening to this episode with Nico Paolo. I hope you enjoyed it and learned about Nico and will consider uh, checking out uh, her music and, and also subscribing to this podcast or following it and uh, letting your friends know uh, that they should maybe do the same things. Uh, that helps spread the word about the show and find new people. And uh, I like, I like doing that. So thanks for all your efforts uh, in supporting creative control. I must leave you now, but I will talk to you very soon. I hope you're well. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.